Good morning, good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Welcome to a very first episode of Strictly Soccer. Uh, one of your hosts, uh, Lalito, a.k.a. El Gallote, uh, reporting you live right here with no lights at the moment. But um, excited <laughs> to be here. This is a very first episode. So I'm going to let my uh, co-host introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. Uh, my, my, name is, my name is Ariel, uh, one of the three co-hosts in the, in the podcast. I, I thought we were strictly football, but uh, apparently we're, we're, we're soccer now. But, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. Come on. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You're sorry in the cave, that. dude. Because you're, you're in the cave. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I've been, I've been playing soccer since I was really little uh and or football that was really small and uh i feel really i I guess blessed really to to just watch it where it's at now and uh get to get to have a good conversation with you all about about football uh, a thing that i love in my life very dearly all right all right everybody my name is sam i am another co-host i have also been playing soccer for a very long time a little too long you know, but, um, you know, I'm here to infuse a little bit about my knowledge in the soccer world and the craziness that we're going through in this so-called football leagues of the days, you know, how it's changed from the past to the beginning, you know, to now. And it's, it's, it's been a journey, but here to discuss it with the other co-hosts. Yeah, no, it's, a, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I love soccer. I grew up uh, watching soccer. Uh, playing soccer so soccer is one of my passions and uh, I just love to just talk about it so um, I'm really excited to be here and hope that you all could uh, also feel our, our energy and um, you know follow us on our journey uh, with this uh, with this podcast so thank you guys for tuning in and uh, let's get started so our one of our first topic is we're going to discuss the MLS uh, primarily uh you know, the recent transfer, the recent news about Rossi leaving to Turkey. So um, um, what do you guys think about that? I actually saw that, that it's, um, it's, it's a transfer. I saw, I haven't seen quite fully what the level of the, the kid is in, but um, I think it's a great thing for the MLS. Actually, it's opening a new door to a new league that we haven't really transferred out to, you know, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I guess I hadn't really thought about that in the sense that uh that it is a a, a new league, huh? Because I I don't know if they've ever transferred somebody out there. I actually no, that's that's Yedlin. Yedlin's he's, he went somewhere else. But yeah, I, I yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought about that that it is opening a new league, a new yeah, a new league. I think that's a now that I'm kind of hearing that, I kind of like it more because at the beginning. I wasn't really necessarily that um, positive looking at it because I, I think that they're in a position where they could keep talent and just, and just keep it growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the kid's really good, dude. Like, I know you say you didn't know, but I think, I think Rossi is probably one of the better players that the league has seen in the last couple of years. So he, uh, <clears throat> I think, I think he, he could have had the potential to just stay here maybe two more years. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's going to come back because it's a loan. <clears throat> Like he, I think they could have just they they could just keep him in in this like league. But now that you're kind of talking about that, like I think it actually makes more sense because if they go to a league like that, I think that that benefits the league more because the Turkey League is not is it's almost like in that middle 
like section you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like in that like uh like a comparable league i think would probably be like the netherlands league or like the um or the or the portuguese league where it's not it's not like the highest of the highest but they're kind of in the middle and i think that that's a great place for mls players to go to those leagues where it's not so much pressure to to be a starter you know what i'm saying like you're not you're not going there to just like take take the league by storm you could but i don't think we've seen that yet um so yeah so i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm kind of on the on the fence about it but now that I'm thinking about it through that lens, I'm kind of more like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Go ahead, Lalita. No, I think I think this was a, another demonstration that the league is just growing. That is, this is the, you know, we, they're going on the right on the right direction. I mean, this is a, a, a young kid who came to the MLS at age 20. He's 23 now. And he was sent to, to Europe, you know, which it just, you know, keeps making the right decisions, you know. Um, and I feel like the MLS right now, it's, it's, uh, I like it. I love it. I love it. I, th- I think it was a great move. It was a big, uh, this seemed to me like it was a, a big club move, you know? I feel like this was a, mm. a move for a club that knows what they're doing. They investing in young talent and they're shipping, uh, they're sending them to Europe. So I think I love it. I love everything about it. Um, and I'm I'm so happy about Rossi. Rossi is such a great player. When you say when you say a big club movie, you mean LAFC, right? I'm talking about LAFC. I'm talking about you, uh, LAFC. Yes, and and I could put mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I feel like LAFC invested, you know, on, on these young players with the intentions of sending, you know, making them better, and send them to Europe. Yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's it's a good news for the for the league. If I'm not mistaken, I the, the kid went to Besiktas. That's the team name, right? If I'm not mistaken, no, no, it's not Besiktas. Uh, okay, that's a that's a Champions League team. Yep. So the kid's gonna yep. get Champions League action if he really yep. puts it in there. So that that's a that's a big plus. That's a huge plus. What team did he transfer out of? Was it Kansas City? Uh, LAFC. No, LAFC. LAFC. Okay, but yeah. also, did you guys hear about the other one too? There was another kid that transferred as well. Recently, the and, Canadian dude. Yeah, Reggie Buchanan. If, if, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Another one, but they were smart. They transferred him and left him on loan here at New England. So yeah, to finish it, out the season, right? To finish out the season. So I think that that would have been a good move that that Turkish league team could have done. But then this shows another point that they probably actually really do need him if they're really just taking him right away. Well, so, they're at two different levels, though. I think I, I think the big the difference between those two transfers because Buchanan was even being looked at by Chelsea, which yeah. I don't think that he should have done. So I think no. that he did. A, he, I think he for his career, I'm glad that he chose the Belgium League, where it's not again not so much pressure. He has time to develop there. It's not like not all eyes are on you type of deal. Um, so I think it was a good move there. But I think that there are two different stages. Like Diego Rossi, like he. I think he's better than Buchanan. I think he's a better prospect. And he, I think he already had kind of reached the cap here in the MLS because even if you look at his, his body language, like in the MLS all-star, like challenge thing, or like maybe I'm looking too much into it, but he kind of looked like he was kind of over it already. Like he was just kind of like, okay, dude, I'm already fucking like 
I'm already kind of tired of this shit. Like I kind of already reached the, the peak of it, right? Like, I mean, he was probably on the best MLS team that they that, that we've ever seen, which is the LAFC that went to the Champions League final. You know what I'm saying? Like that's probably yeah. the best MLS team that we've seen in a long time. So, and he was like a big part of that. So he he's kind of already reached the peak here. So he, I think, makes more sense for him to just go straight into into it. Buchanan, on the other end, he's kind of like this dude that, like, I mean, he's had a good couple of runs. And I remember seeing him when he was even younger, and you could just tell that the dude was just different. Like, he was just, he was just a better – he was just, like, a, a really talented kid. But I think he needs that time to just, like, get get even more consistency under his belt, right? Because he's, he, he's, just, he's just really young, and for him to be just thrown out there – he needs a little bit more, like even more confidence, because I think the Revolution are at the top of the league right now, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yes, yes, they are. Right. Yep. So just to keep yeah. that, just to keep that momentum going. Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy, and I think uh, <clears throat> a lot, a lot of these teams are developing young players, and we're gonna see a lot of more of these players go to Europe. You know, go to these middle middle table and up. You know, teams, and I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for uh, what. What's the outcome? Um, I hope Rosie makes it. You know, I think he has the potential and the skills <clears throat> to really be successful um, in Turkey. So let's you know wait and see. Yeah, I, I just I just hope that the the end goal isn't always to send them out to Europe, though. I think that that to me that's one of the things that I mean I know that that's the reality, but I hope at one point in our lifetime we get to see that it's not that that's not the end goal. You know, just to farm players to go to Europe but if the league can get to a point where they can just stay here you know what I'm saying but but I know that that's not where we're at so wait so let me get it straight uh, so you want Rossi to come back at to retire to LAFC is that what you're saying yeah I would love that I think I would love I, I would love that sense of like uh love for the club and the, and the league that that you would feel like a sense of like responsibility um but I know that that's not where we're at. And I think that business-wise, it makes sense. I just would hate, I would hate this, this league to just be a farmer league, you know, where they're just producing and then they're just exporting. But I also know that that's the way clubs can get capital to invest back into the club. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if in my lifetime I'm going to see that. But I would love for that to happen where, where they are, where, where the talent can stay here. And you can have a high level of, of football at a, you know that it can compete with other leagues as opposed to just producing young players and then sending them out somewhere else where they get bigger bigger capital if that makes any sense no it makes sense totally sense makes a lot of sense. it makes a lot of sense i mean we all i mean that's probably the dream as a fan of watching the mls you know, having a league where other players want to come here, not just leave. Yeah. You know, actually have yeah. great ones come here by 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 their own choice. You know, saying like, I want to go play in the MLS because it's the league to play in, not not just to yeah. go retire. But you know, that that's exactly what we're all hoping for one day. But for we'll also, see. We'll yeah. See. Also, another another uh, quick note. Um, a lot of these players are going to see now the MLS as a way to. You know, ship. Uh, you know, to just uh, uh, get a career going to Europe. I mean, you know, yeah. now you're gonna have players wanting wanting to come to MLS, not just because it. You know, back then it was a Liga MX. You know, you have to go to Liga MX and you make your way to Europe. There's a chances. There are chances of making it to Europe. Now you have the MLS, 
and it's 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 uh it's being uh a form of uh like catapult their their career, you know. And so now it's gonna be now you have now I feel like now you're gonna get better players, you know, from different countries come to MLS instead of Liga MX. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, so question, guys. Uh, you guys catch any of the games of the MLS uh, during uh, this weekend? During this, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I watched the earthquakes game, and that's uh, bless my heart that that was what I saw. Um, it, I mean, what was it an exciting game? No. And <laughs> it, was it a disappointing? Was it a disappointing game? Yes. It, it was. That's my team, man. That's, I mean, that's uh, the reality of it is that's the team that I'm that I support here in the league. And you know, while I really appreciate Almeida's vision, I I feel like they just haven't. I don't know if it's just like the talent doesn't necessarily. I mean, the team's gotten better. I'm not going to say the team hasn't gotten better, but they're just so like inconsistent. Like it's just like, dude, we've had an extra week to prepare. How do we lose to Colorado? And I know Colorado is doing pretty good right now. Not, that's not a knock on them, but like, it, it's just like they they haven't really figured out like how to score goals. You know, if that makes any sense. Like they're just kind of in this in this in this weird zone where they are just like they just really struggle in front of the goal. Like, like it's it's rare that you see an earthquakes game where they're like where they are in the lead and they've scored multiple goals. It's usually like games tied and then at the very end they fucking like score a goal to win the game or like they like they like a tie they're like tied for the whole game and then like they like do something to fuck it up or make a goal you know i think that the san jose earthquakes are one of the most inconsistent teams in the league in my opinion because i've seen games that are horrible they're horrible but then they put some games that are like wow that was actually a good game i actually enjoyed watching that game you know what i mean Sure. So it's like, you know, uh, and I, I look, I made that came in with this idea of, you know, uh, this aggressive, you know, football, you know, attacking, you know, but defending wise, are you kidding me? There's no defending, you know, once the, 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 the they lose the cohesion, it's, it's a, uh, you know, todos, todos les va, you know, so it's, it's, uh, I feel like um, it was the right approach. Maybe not enough money to invest, you know, but, you know, we're talking about San Jose Earthquakes, you know. They don't have enough money to, to invest in good players. Do we even know what their, their cap is, like salary cap? That's, That's that. uh, That would be good to uh, to find out, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, also, uh, they're also ran by, by, the, by the Oakland A's owner. And if oh, you pay God. attention to MLB, if you pay attention to the MLB <laughs> – then, then you know that Oakland isn't really known for spending money. So, so Hugo Almeida had to know that coming in. I mean, you kind of have to know that background of like, okay, this is the owner. The owner doesn't really like to spend. So we're going to be left with freaking ridiculousness in the team. And, (laughs) you know, but I like the, but I like the point of the defense though, because Hugo Almeida's whole thing is that, you know, his whole like scheme is man marking. And man marking works if you have folks that like are good at defending. And I don't know if the earthquakes, I don't think that they figured out who they're acting. What I, what I, one of the biggest flaws I see in the team is that they don't have strong 
intelligent, like not, I don't want to say intelligent, but like just really strong defenders in the center back positions. Like the center back position has always been one that they haven't been able to figure out. I don't know if they just haven't recruited enough well, or I don't know, or they haven't invested enough, but like they need to get like a, like a grown ass man in there to just like, to just like be the general back there. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they don't have a general. I think that's my, my biggest beef with the team right now is they don't have a general out there. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, they're more focusing. Like I said, it's a more attacking team. You know, there's, there was, I like it. I like attacking, but you also have to defend. And that's where they fuck up, you know? Man, if you guys would see what I'm looking at right now, it, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> the salary cap. Uh, the salary cap. It? It's 4.9 mil. That's what they have to spend throughout the whole team. 4.9 mil. Yeah. And uh, and, and the, it fact, like it. the fact that, that Ariel's favorite player, um, Wondolowski. <laughs> <laughs> the gets, fact that he's still on the team. Gets half a uh, mil a year. <laughs> No, and, and that's the thing of the status of the team is the fact that Wondolowski, while I, you know, I've grown to appreciate him more as he's aged because he, he obviously, he obviously knows how to score goals. And at the same time, it's a problem if our starter, if our starting striker is Wondolowski. And that's what it was until they got a Bobasi. you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not a knock on Wondolowski, but it's just like, that shouldn't be the case. You know, Wondolowski should actually be like the mentor and he should be coming on as a sub, if anything, you know, but my boy's too busy subbing on and getting a red card like instantly as he comes into the game. (laughs) It's it's definitely a questionable decision why he's still there, but I mean, this is like... Obviously, Gormeda likes him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like I said, dude, there's other teams... Like in the NBA, like an example, they keep these veteran guys to be the role model to the team, but they don't get this ridiculous salary that they get paid more than the team that's working. So it yeah. makes no sense. That guy's like the highest player paid on the team. Oh, is he really? Honest. Yeah, 500. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's even more he, reason to put he, this he, man on the coaching, on the coaching staff. He's he's the highest paid player on the field. I think the goalie's probably the the, the highest one. But on the field, he's the highest paid player. Wow, that's uh, that's crazy. That's <laughs> so, crazy. That's crazy. See, it, yeah, they need to they need to re they need to rework that. Yeah, yeah dude, it's that's ridiculous. I, but you know, like like you said, the Oakland A's owner is this is what he's known for. He's not known for being a big spender. And when he gets a good player, he sells it to make his money and brushes, yeah. cleans his hands, and just takes off. That's it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, that uh, hasn't worked in San Jose. No, I don't know. I don't no. know if I've. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> no. I can recall one big transfer. <laughs> no, no, I don't think. So. <laughs> he, no. So you don't think the the kid that we were talking about the other day, um, what's his name? Is you think he they, can make make something out of that? Kate, Kate Cowell, Kate, Kate, uh, Kate Powell, Kate Cowell. Kate I think Cowell. that kid's good, dude. The kid's good. I mean, he's barely like seventeen or eighteen, so he's super young. I mean, he made the All Star team. He's, I think he has potential. The kid needs to work on a couple of things, uh, and I hope that he gets coaching on that. But, yeah, I think he's going to be one of the ones that they're going to be able to sell. I think Christian Espinosa is going to be one that they could probably sell. Uh, 
and uh, that's about it, really. And the the rest of the team. Oh no, they got they got Yule. You if, if they wanted, they could sell Yule already. I mean, I think Yule should probably go somewhere else. To be honest with you, but those three are the only ones that I think of. Like, okay, yeah, those are the ones that I think that they they can probably make a profit on. But again, what are they going to spend it on? I think that that's my biggest question. If Wondolowski is at the top of the salary, like, what are they going to what what are, what ridiculous offer are they going to send to somebody? <laughs> You know, they're probably going to go get, like, Valeri and, like, pay him, like, a bajillion dollars to, to be there. <laughs> this guy. This guy. It's true, man. It, it, you can't make good decisions when you, when you don't – I mean, it starts from the owner, man. That's where he goes. This, this, there, this is no vision, man. Yeah. But you know what? We're, we're talking too much about my team. What, 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 else, what else are we what, – what else is, is happening? Look, let me just bring it up real quick. Uh, I actually uh, – uh, the Timbers game. They came, you know, they went to Houston. They beat them to zero. The team looks beautiful. It looks, it looks ready to go for the playoffs. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so weird because a few weeks ago, they looked like shit. It was horrible watching them. They got destroyed yeah, they, home. They've been they having an offseason. Dude, it was, it was terrible. But it's always this tendency with the Timbers that as we reach the end of the, of, of the season, they start picking up and they start playing like, like a very cohesive team is just, uh, you know, it's a, it's good and bad. It's good because, you know, they're definitely going to make it to a playoffs bad. How far are they going to make it? And, you know, are, and are we going to see another failure happen again, like last year, you know, but uh, yeah. the team looks good. The team looks very good. Uh, very good. I, I like, I like how the team is playing. Diego Chara played really well. Jimmy Chara scored a goal, you know, he usually don't, he's, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about Jimmy. I love Jimmy, but he can't score. He's not a scorer. He, He's a passer, bro. He's a Doritos. Yeah, he's a Doritos. He passes how, many, the ball. How, how many Chadas exist in the world? Because I could have swore I saw another Chada on the there's Toronto two. FC. So, no, there's only two. Well, there's two that I know related. Diego Chara and Jimmy Chara. And they both play for the Timbers. Oh, okay. I thought I could have swore I saw another Chada on the Toronto FC. On, and on a side note, on Toronto FC, there is this dude there. And I want to say his name's Chada, too. That He's actually been scoring goals, too. And I don't think that he's known for that, either. But there's a dude on there. He has like really small shorts. But well, that dude's raw, dude. I don't know who the hell he is, but that dude is raw. He's hella good. He's Mr. Little Shorts, and he's like this uh-huh. tall. But like he's he's fucking good, dude. He's really oh, good. really. Yeah, okay. I forget. He's I think he's Argentinian. So that dude's pretty good. I I I forget his name. He has like a weird name, but uh. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in regards to the Timbers, I mean, look, the reality of it is that, that team's built for the playoffs, like we kind of know that they're always going to be in the playoffs. And I don't know if that plays a role in their psyche, but I know that this season they've, they've kind of going, going up and down, up and down, up and down. Like they're just super, like, I, I don't know if there's, I think other than the revolution, I think, I think that they're the only really consistent team. I think this, this season has been kind of weird. A lot of teams that, and, and the Sounders, I mean, the Sounders are fucking always good, but like they, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of inconsistency all around the league, I think. Yeah, let me, let me just share with you guys. The Timbers has been one of the teams that had uh, they scored the most goals on the Timbers this season alone. Yeah, it was like uh, the numbers were ridiculous. I saw it was like wow, you know. But yeah, this past few weeks, I mean, you know, we had, they had a match on Friday. They won two zero. They went to Seattle. They beat the number one team in a very convincing performance. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for the playoffs. Shit taken in. Yeah, yeah. They, got, you know, they got annihilated. Then was it like six one, six two? Six two. It was six two. It was it was pretty. It was it was horrible, man. 
That was you were there. You were there in the building. I was there. I was watching it. Oh, okay. I was watching it. You saw the golazos that they were scoring on them. Oh, I saw one golazo. El de este. Rui Diaz. Rui Diaz, fucking bestia, man. I saw that. That little guy is. How old is he? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's thirty-one. I was looking at this other day. I don't know if he's a kid anymore, but he looks. He looks like a badass. Like he just looks like he's just in the like. I could imagine what the training session is like. He's just probably just like. Just pushing the younger kids around, like this is how you do it, son. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did where did he come from, Lalito? Where did that guy come he, from? He played for uh, Monterrey, Monarcas. Uh, Monter- uh, he played for Monarcas, and then he transferred to um, here. Oh, wow. Aurelia. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, he's a very good player, very very good player. But yeah, so I'm excited about the Timbers, you know. So we we'll see what happens, and also let's keep an eye on LAFC now that there's no Rossi, Bella. He's oh, yeah. out. God knows what happened to that guy. Also, his contract is coming, so he he still hasn't renewed. Um, so you know, I'm I'm curious to know what's gonna happen with. Uh, and they're close to qualifying for the playoffs. So it's this few, the next upcoming weeks are gonna be very crucial for the LAFC to see uh, where they're gonna head if they're gonna make it to the to the playoffs or not. So let's also keep an eye on that as well. But let's switch let's switch our gears. Uh, I want to talk about something. Let's let's talk about Concacaf qualifiers. Oh man, what a week! What a week! What a week! I've been waiting all week to talk about this. So what a week! You know, it's been it was a sweet and sour moment for me. I think uh, uh, I wanted uh, El Salvador to beat the crap out of the of the U.S., but um, you know, I just you know this you know this is this is we just keep it real. I think uh, it was a disappointing match, very disappointing match. I what? wanted, I wanted more, I wanted more for both of the teams. Oh, oh dude, I, come on, dude, man! Well, it's because you, it's because you haven't watched this out of my little play that in in dude. a long time, probably. Dude, no, 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 no. I Look. think you, need, I think you need to know the history of this. I team. mean, come on, guys! Are we gonna, are we gonna see here? Are we gonna see here and lie to the fans that no. oh, there's so much no. progress? There's so much progress. I love how the team plays. Where, where, where are the goals? You don't, that, you, that. you don't qualify. You don't qualify to FIFA. Hey, Lalito, 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 Lalito. Hold on, dude. I'm gonna cut you off right here, dude. Okay, look, patience, my brother, patience. Look, we're not at Mexico's level where y'all have y'all, where y'all can score goals. We're still trying. This team has only been together for like four months, yeah. five months, something like that. Like Hugo Perez came in, changed the whole scheme. Players look like they've bought in. They, like, we got some really young talent. Bukuskatlan is fucking on fire. Like, no, patience, my brother, patience. Because you know what it is, is that we ha- – look, this is why I'm excited about the team. I haven't seen an El Salvador this good or, like, this good, quotation marks. They're going up against a team. If you play, if you place any value on the FIFA rankings, the, the United States is, like, 10 on the, le- on the list, right? They play against the, the – the, yeah, which is ridiculous – which is ridiculous, wow, but they played. Man. But they played against the ten, the the ten one, the one of the top ten teams in the world, and they were able to tie. Now, I guess the question that I have for you all, but I'll say maybe the question after I let Sam go is like the fact that they were able to defend the 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 tie, and they actually looked like they were close to potentially scoring a goal. I don't even know if they had a shot on goal to be honest. I don't remember. I don't recall. So I'll give you that. I mean, the goals aren't there, but I also think that we haven't seen a team like this in a long time. I think the last time that I can remember a Salvador 
giving us hope like this. Because this is what Sabalor does. They give us hope and then they fucking just let us down. But I haven't seen a team like this in a long time. The last time I could think of is probably the last time that they, like when they tied to the United States, I think when Christian Castillo was on the team and yeah. two, I forget two. what other dude was on the Yeah, where they like, they Three tied. So, so it's been a while, Alito. So I'll tell you that. It's been a while since, since we got that. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Exactly what Ariel said and, and Alito. See, the, the whole point is, dude, we, we had hope at that time. It was Cristian Castillo, Julio Martinez, Elfito Celaya. That we had the, 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 the great the great Eliseo Quintanilla, which is like horrible. I don't know where the hell they thought this guy was good. My, my, oh, my God. But that's a different topic. But, dude, and to find out that I'm over here cheering for these guys, placing like bets with my friends like hey dude uh i'll go for mexico and in your salvador okay cool dude, and to know that they're selling themselves dude that's the hardest <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then and if you want to move it back when they had a, another decent team in the 90s the, these great guys went to party one day before their game and got drunk and showed up just messed up to the game the next day and they lost so this history hasn't so, been really so, good. So that's the that's the brief history of modern El Salvador, yeah. right? Like, and people forget that El Salvador did make it to the World Cup. And while we're in the record books for for being for having the worst loss in the World Cup history, I'll give I'll give it that right, eleven one, or something ridiculous like that. We had Mahiko back then, and what we don't talk about that World Cup. And this is look, you're getting me you're getting me amped up because here we El Salvador, go. Here we go. El Salvador has always had talent. And this is the thing that gets me riled up about the team is that El Salvador has had talent. And you look at the Cuscatlan, we have fans there. Like, we have, like, a big, like, support system there. But people people forget about that World Cup is that El Salvador also played against Argentina with Maradona in it. Yeah. And they lost barely. Well, Argentina barely beat El Salvador. I think the game was, like, 2-1. And... Yeah. So and they had a so they had a squad. El Salvador has had a history of being having good players, but it's that like that thing that Sam kind of talked about. It's like that discipline sometimes gets lost. So so for me, I take this recent game with the United States. I liked what I saw from the team. I'm hopeful for the team, and I hope that Honduras is the next victim. All right, yeah. guys. So you you heard it all. You heard it all. You heard it all here. Circle football. Aquí mis compañeros defendiendo la selecta. But yeah, when he goes, when he goes, baby, when he goes, because yeah. we can't, we can't qualify with, we play good. We have a good squad. Yeah. We can't qualify with that. Okay. So yeah. let's also keep it real, y'all, you know, because it's, I mean, uh, look, you know what, you know what bothered me the most? The attitude of the United States players. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you guys had uh, caught a chance to uh, look what they were saying. They were talking about how yeah. um, they can't compete in, uh, you know, in Central America because they feel it's horrible. The fans. Are, 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 you know, are shame and blah, blah, blah. Are you serious? I mean, I got offended by that. You know, I know how you guys feel about that. Those comments that a lot of the players uh, made after, after the match. I, I don't feel offended at all. It's just you have to recognize that you're going to run into these issues any right. Central American country you go to. It's not right. just El Salvador, man. You know, you know so, <laughs> uh, is, you know, yeah, it's just reality is, things. Yeah, it's just, that's how it is in, here in Central you, America. That's how it is. You, did you see my boy Gio Reyna? Uh, he couldn't even kick the corner kicks because no. he was getting bags of pee thrown at him. Hey, welcome to El Cuscatlan, man. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. a souvenir, man. Yeah, no, it was that was you know. So 
I'm just uh, I feel like uh, the United States the the players are so um, so muy este what is the word I'm looking for I don't want to offend them you know tan muy este you know they just think yeah. they're all that you know yeah you know mm-hmm. and I just it's 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 just shame to just hear that oh, I'd rather play in Europe I'd rather play in you know in Holland or whatever you know it's just that's how it is that's how in Central America you know they play that's how they play in South America it's just it's a whole different level and you have to as a professional you have to know how to play these games yeah you know? uh, yeah I, I i completely agree uh, one of the dudes came out and said of like oh yeah when they play us they think that they're playing against like manchester city and it's like <laughs> well, well, well yeah dude i mean you're coming in with million dollar players against fucking Haido enriquez that no one fucking knows about and he's like fucking putting dust on a swivel like it's like you yeah the level is such a is such a big difference, right? And that's always kind of been like my knock with the bigger teams in Concacaf is like they look down on the Central American teams, but it's just like, what else do you expect, dude? It's like poor countries, and there's a lot of passion that hasn't been necessarily accessed. So when yeah, when you go to the Cuscatlan, you are going to get Pete throw Pete thrown at thrown at you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's a part of the it's a part of it. And how do you engage in that hostile level of of competition? So you know, it, it's unfortunate because I don't think that they actually know the history of, of countries like that. So if they, if they actually knew the history of it, they actually know that, you know, the United States has played a big role in the development of these countries. So in many ways, they're kind of at, they're kind of, they're playing a role in that too, right? Of like how, how countries have money and stuff like that. I mean, Salvador has dollars. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. No, I mean, there's a huge difference. I mean, you know, we all agree that it's a huge difference between the players right um how they train you know resources but yeah it was just it was no i i I was like no dude you need to get over yourself and you know play football but let's move on to the the, the next match mexico versus jamaica that was super mexico el el, el gigante de coca El gigante de Coca-Cola. Super Mexico. I'm sure you watched that game over the El Salvador one. How did it go? Of course. Into- <laughs> I mean, look, we destroyed Jamaica left and right. You know, we left them in the dust, you know, there was no chances, you know. You know, it just we were, you know. No, I'm just playing. Look, in reality, it was it was not a good game. But it was not a good game because there were some errors in Mexico. I'm not saying it was a it was a bad game in that uh, because of the quality. You know what, guys? Let's just say that the teams in Central America have grown so much that there's no uh, equipo pequeño anymore. There's no there's you know all the teams play you one on one. Jamaica played such a good defensive game that they almost you know took a point from Mexico. You know, we're, but we're, we're underestimating so, the Jamaicans, man. No, Most we're underestimating. Like, most of the yeah. players are in the second division of, of like the Premier League. They're they're out there, man. It just nobody knows because nobody cares because they're Jamaican. That's, that's oh, and I is. think and also uh, they also had a lot of players that were there. The, the the they had like seven players of their starters not not play. So also that played a, hu- a huge role. But I I like what I saw from Jamaica. I think uh, they really went to El Azteca, which is El Azteca is it's it's a hard stadium to play in, you know. I mean, given the fact there were no fans, but they 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 gave a great show. They showed Mexico when they were messing up, and they took their uh, their chances, and they scored a nice goal. They scored a nice goal, and 
they there were points where I thought when I was watching the game, I was like, you know what? This is gonna end one one. And that was gonna be a, a tough loss for, for Mexico to lose points in in in, in, in Azteca. It was almost an Aztecaso. That's what we call it, Aztecaso. <laughs> almost <laughs> close. Close. Well, you know, your boy Harry Martins comes in, boom, golazo. You know? Yeah. Five minutes before the game. So, you know, it's it was a great game. I think it was a great game. Uh, a lot of learning. Uh, our defense is terrible. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. You know, the Mexican like defense hasn't been hasn't been up to par in a while. Yeah, yeah I, I I question the defense, and but the sad part is that that's all we have. <laughs> that's yeah, all we have. That's all you guys have. It's the reality, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's all we have. But um, yeah, I I like the attacking, very 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 attacking uh, team. Uh, but yeah, I was more impressed with Jamaica than Mexico. Mm. Yeah, so it was. I'm excited. Now the uh, El Azteca plays a, a huge role with fans, right? This time, this this time yeah. was no fans. So, um, let's. Um, Is it gonna be like after the next couple of games, or, or no? Just this one. Just, just this, this one. one. It was a it was a punishment, right? That yep. Yeah. Exactamente. Okay. So Hopefully. let's you know let's wait and, let's wait and see. Uh, to, you know we we play sure. Costa Rica tonight. We know Tata Martino, so let's see. Let's see how. Uh, how do, you, how do you feel about him? I, I don't I don't think you're too happy with that guy. <clears throat> Tata Martino, I mean, look, he came in, you know, every every coach that sits on Mexico's um uh, you know um DT chair, is always pressure. Always that pressure. You know, and, and I feel the reason why is because um we think that Mexico it's una potencia mundial. I don't know why. Yeah in the media portrays Mexico as being a potencia mundial, which as a Mexican fan, I don't know where they get this info from. I don't know where we get this info that we're a potencia mundial. That's why the FIFA ranking is so like ridiculous. They, sh- they shouldn't be a FIFA ranking at all. You know? They shouldn't be a FIFA ranking because we think that because we're 20, that means that we're a potencia mundial. No, bro. No, we're not. We're not. And that's a reality. And the media plays a huge role into selling these lies to Mexican fans, you know? So that means that's, uh, that's, every that's, coach... That's a, that's a hot take, man. That's a hot take. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know? But, that's uh, a hot take from a Mexican fan. I think, uh, and, that, and you know, that that's the thing that's unfortunate about Mexico because Mexico, I, 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 me personally, you know, Salvadorians, we never really had that good of a relationship, I think, in considering, especially when it comes to football, like, I think that there's always been animosity there. And... I want to see Mexico succeed, me personally, because I think out of all the Latin American teams, at least in Central America and North America, like they are the ones that have the most potential. But I think it's it's there's just there's just almost like a it almost feels like a cap, like Mexican Mexican like the Mexican team, like they they can beat us and they can do it convincingly, but they it's almost like the the head is too big. It's almost like what you're saying of like the media. And I think like, there's just so much, like it almost, I feel like it almost always goes to their head that they're bigger than what they actually are. So when they actually come in front of like a really good team, they sometimes don't perform, but sometimes they do, you know? And I think that that's kind of what the frustrating part about Mexico is that they haven't really found out like a consistent role that they play outside of the CONCACAF. You know, because it's almost like they do look at it as like, well, this is a waste of time. We're not playing against fucking big teams and they don't like they think they can just steamroll everybody. And sometimes they do. 
but they don't have the consistency to do that on a world level, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the idea of El Quinto Partido, man, that mentality, bro, it really kills you, man. The Quinto Partido, you know? The idea that you're going to make it to El, El Quinto, we're going to make it to the fifth game of the uh, of the World Cup. But it's just like, why do we have to? I mean, yeah, it's just, I think it's a mentality that we have to change. You know, so, um, but yeah, um, Sam, any, uh, any, any, any thoughts for Mexican fans out there, man? Man, um, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck, man. Figure it out. It's your fault for bringing Tata Martino. Nobody asked you guys whoa, to bring that whoa. guy. No, Tata Martino, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think he's a bad coach, though. I don't no, think he's, he's a bad coach at all. I think no, he's, he's, he's a good not. coach. I think that. Yeah. I think that the Mexican players, like they just, they're well. One, he's experimenting a lot with 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 players, and the reality of it is, he doesn't have his big guns either. Like he's also he's also out with Chucky, he's also out with Raúl, so he he has some key missing players. They haven't figured out a replacement for Memo. Memo's good, but I don't think he's. I think they need to figure out a younger talent prospect that can take that up and that Memo can coach him. The defense is in shambles. I think that they're exactly what you said, though. Their their midfield and up is is good. I, I mean, I think when I look at Herrera, like when you saw him in the Copa Oro, like you could just tell that Achiache is just like on a different level. Like, bro, yep. that's my boy, dude. He's yep. like the new iteration of like of Guau. Like, yeah. he's just so smooth on the ball. Like, he just does those really small things to create space. Like, you can just tell the dude is just like on a different level than the CONCACAF like he he just has that ability to just see the field and he can just make that pass with like very little effort like he's just I really liked him when I saw him in the Copa Auto I'm like wow this dude is really good and the fact that he's on Atletico Madrid and I don't even know if he starts but like Mm -hmm. you can just tell that like he's just like that has kind of just taken over him like he can just tell that he's just on a different playing field and, and I think yeah. when you look at Chucky and you look at Raul, I mean, the same thing. And even Corona, like, I, I really like, uh, you know, Corona, too. Like, he, he's he's also, I mean, they got some talent there, dude. They got yeah. talent there in the team. Like, they, this is probably one of the best teams that I think I've seen Mexico have forward. Now, in the back, that's where we're, like, they need to fix yeah. that up, man. They, and yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, they haven't really produced a Rafa Marquez in a while. No, yeah, you know, no. Where, where, where there's like a known like defender for the team, you know. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, and you know, let's let's see what happens uh, tonight. You know, against Costa Rica, it sh- should be a good match. But that brings me to our extra time, guys. Let's briefly discuss our Domingo Futbolero. We have Comebol qualifiers, you know, yeah. and we have Concacaf and the UEFA as well. But I want to focus. Well, for me, I'm going to ask you guys. You know, what do you expect from tonight? Are you expecting any, you know, siete cero? You know, Brazil contra Argentina, or what, what, what do you expect tonight? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I saw the highlights of the other teams, and Panama is looking pretty good, man. Panama is looking good. Canada was on point, too, man. They're, they're doing better than the Canada I've seen before. So, I mean, like you said, I, the, the thing is that I don't know who to tell you the weakest link is. I, I would want to. I mean, from the, honestly, from the highlights, and this is not even to throw Costa Rica under, but they were not looking good. They were just not looking good. 
They they had no shots on target. They were just shots. <laughs> they were all missed really bad. And it, it just looked bad for them, man. I just I think they're they're struggling right now the most. Okay. I mean, when your best player is the goalie, I mean that should tell you something about the about the rest of the team. You know what I'm saying? And Costa Rica, and Costa Rica hasn't done shit in a long time. So, you know, like they they haven't they're they're playing to fucking go play penalties. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that that's what they're fucking doing. Like they're just like, let's defend the whole game and let's just hope we get to penalties. And even if even if it's a game that doesn't have penalties, they're like, well, let's hope they bring in penalties at one point. Cause they they're just like they have no attacking anything whatsoever. I, I think the weakest links are Costa Rica and Honduras. I haven't seen an Honduras this bad in a long time. Honduras does not look good. And hopefully El Salvador can take like capitalize that and just like use that going forward. So in the CONCACAF, like that's what I'm kind of looking for. I'm looking forward to, to El Salvador versus Honduras, which I think is a game that they can win. And uh, in the CONCACAF, I mean, obviously Brazil and Argentina, I mean, that's the most exciting game that I think. They're playing they today, right? There. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Messi had I'm that. A, yeah. Messi had so, that weird tackle that Venezuela oh, did on him. Rough, so, man. That was rough. Yeah, that was yeah. rough, man. They they were trying to fuck him up. So luckily, nothing happened to the brother, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's a good game. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited for Argentina Brazil. I think that's always a good game. So that's always a good game. And Mexico, uh, you know, I want some goals. You know, I want some goals. But I'm excited to see Salvador. I'm actually gonna watch the game. For all my Salvadorian fans out there, there so go. I'm gonna watch a game and I'm gonna bring back a lot of feedback for you guys. <laughs> okay, well, that, I'm looking forward to it, man. Because I, I think, uh, yeah, again, this Honduras doesn't look that good. They, they, uh, they don't have any like, you know, at least I don't think that they have any real threats. I think that they've actually looked pretty stagnated. You know, they look kind of like just even keel. Like they don't, they don't look like they're either up or down. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what El Salvador does because they need to figure out how to score a goal. I think yeah. they haven't figured that they, out in part of the game. It, it's, yeah. you, you know what that issue was, man, and just really quick? We have a decent defense. I'm not going to say good because it, we haven't proven that yet, but a decent yeah. defense, but from the midfield and up, we struggled. It's just like the midfield could go up, and then from there we just didn't know what to do. Where's well, they got to what El Salvador is in a weird place because, yes, I agree with you. The defense is more solid than it has in the past, but they have this problem where the center mids are not creative. They don't really necessarily like they, they don't necessarily really put the strikers in good positions to score goals. They're just kind of like defenders. You know, they're kind of centered de- defensive mids. So they don't really have that going forward. Um, so. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to generate uh, an attack when you don't have like kind of like a brain in the middle, you know? Yeah, we, we I saw that uh, against Qatar, like very like bold, you know, the yeah. first half with Qatar. Yeah, it, it showed like there was no creation. There was, you know, and little openings. That's how Qatar scored the goal. So little openings that players left. So I'm excited, you know, I'm excited. So I'm going to watch the game. I'm very excited to watch the game. And um, I'll bring back some feedback for all of y'all. But right. any 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 closing thoughts before we go, guys? All right. I'm I'm I think I'm squared away. We're gonna leave my our my question from for a future podcast, Lalito. You know, beautiful. You, I love it. You, you, you're 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 super cruz azul. What happened to them, man? It's just 
Oh, you know, it's, it's going good. You know, we're solid right now. We're good. We're good. You know, we're good. But we're good. We're, we're just, right. Patience, patience, my friend, patience. Exactly. Like when we started, when we started with the podcast, man. Patience, patience. Patience. One day we'll Why, get what there. To, what happened to Cruz Azul? What happened to them? Uh, the, man, you know, from nothing. Coming, I don't. No, man. You, you remember I asked you? I was like, hey, what happened, man? Having probably like one of the best midfielders, Camoranesi, having all these, like, Paco Valencia, and then where, where they at now, man, like, almost being a Libertadores finalist and literally being the first Mexican you, team. I mean, bro, what, what do you want? We just became champions, bro. We became champions. Like, that <laughs> but, hey, but, 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 but what dude, do you want? I used to like them because they used to be, like, just go in there and, and just, you know, go into Libertadores and, and you know, take that, you know? But now it's like... Yeah, I think for next 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 podcast, I do want to discuss uh, Libertadores because I I have mixed feelings about Libertadores, but I'll share my points why. But okay. um, but uh, Ariel, any any last any closing any last closing thoughts before we go? Salvador, Salvador, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. This is probably the most biased podcast ever for Salvador. <laughs> no, I know. It may be the I most know. delusional. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, you know, let's let's see what happens tonight. But anyways, well, thank you guys for listening to us to our very first episode of Strictly Football. And I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Uh, I hope that you enjoy our, our talks about football. And, um, you know, I hope you are accompanying with our journey in this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, follow our social media too. Yes, sir. Follow social media. We're very active in the social media. Any questions, concerns? We're there. All right, guys. Well, you know, thank you guys and uh, have a blessed day. <laughs>